Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The Match Ball Hello there. Welcome to The Match Ball. Uh, Dan, Michael and Rob with you, having lived through that routine 3-0 win as I predicted. Uh, show is brought to you with Levi Solicitors, by the way, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Thank you to Levi's for their support. You can get a 10% discount on your legal fees. Um, that wasn't that much fun up to a point. After that, all fine, wasn't it? I feel like we're going to probably do quite a lot of complaining for a 3-0 win that probably, realistically, puts Watford out of the picture now. Yeah, I think you've only really Burnley to worry about now, haven't you? Looking at the table. They need to win all three of their games in hand and then outperform us for the rest of the season. And I'm fully aware we've got three really difficult fixtures coming up. But points-wise, should be enough, shouldn't it? Should I feel like I'm on the verge of a panic attack? Because it, <laughs> no, it feels I mean, very, very stressful. I mean, as much as I'm kind of making light of the fact that I did um, predict a 3-0, a routine 3-0, which it looked routine in the end, mm. but it wasn't up to you... that second goal. I, I have, well, confess to, I spent the most of the second half, I was sat in the <laughs> office for a bit, I went, I went and hid in the toilet for a bit. I had a sit-down wee, mm-hmm. uh, which was very nice, but I sort of tr- followed the game on my phone. It's because, obviously, watching in here was slightly behind real life, so I can sort of watch it on, on Twitter. It's like watching in... You don't on, have to. Just put your phone down. Watching on teletext in oh, the olden the, you days. You kids living on your phones. <laughs> and then I was just sat in the office, just having a little something to eat, something to drink. Just I couldn't... Didn't enjoy that at all. It was it was hard work, but we're grinding out, as Jesse might say. What you said, I wrote down what you said at the start of the game, because I knew you'd be wrong. You said, I think this is the day it clicks. And didn't it? No, it did not. <laughs> First clean sheet in how long, sorry? A long time, admittedly. But Watford never score at home, do they? No, I mean, uh, fundamentally, Watford are not a very good side, are they, Rob? They're absolutely terrible. It reminded me a bit of the Norwich away game earlier in the season mm. when we made really hard work of it and we, we required a bit of Rafa magic and Rodrigo to make the most of, well, it was some terrible goalkeeping against Norwich. It was some terrible defending today, but it felt like with the added tension of like the Barnsley home game at the end of the promotion season where even though we were winning, it, I hated every minute of that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. The way results have gone this week with Burnley winning and then Everton winning today and I mean, Burnley play Norwich tomorrow as well, which you would assume they would win that. But I mean, it's not it's not guaranteed, is it? But it, it felt more must win than I probably imagined. I think, yeah. I think uh, after the Southampton game, I had it in my head that maybe this would actually be all right to draw this and it wouldn't be a disaster. Whereas it felt like that would have. Well, yeah, that it, it, it would became, have been. It, it be- would have been today if we'd if we'd have um, if we'd have only drawn that. And it, having seen them, they they're not very good. No, 
They're terrible. I mean, and really we, I terrible. thought we were terrible as well for yeah. for a very long stretch of that game. But at least when it does click, we've got it in us to. I mean, like because when they went through, when it was one nil, and uh, was it Sa- not Sarah who went through? It was Dennis. Was it was Dennis? It was Sarah who had that wild shot that mm. went. He was kind of slotted in and on he, the right he side. Sort of broke through on the inside right channel, and you thought he's going to put this top bins, and he just punted it into the stand, and that's why they're going down basically. And mm. the difference is when we got our chances, ultimately we we took them. I think maybe they, they were feeling the pressure a little bit with that one, but um, unbeaten in the lilac. <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> um, among other things. But yeah, I, th- I think if Everton... Everton are funny. Right? I watched that game earlier on. They weren't great, were they, against Man United? No. And yet, if they'd have... So they won this. If they'd have just done the decent thing and won on Thursday, if they knew they were going to beat Man United, it would have made today a lot more relaxed, I think. Mm. Yeah, I completely... I, if they'd beaten Burnley, I'd I'd pretty much be saying it was done at the bottom. I, th- I'd th- I think Burnley would have been too far back, but... As it is, they're still hanging around. Yeah, that's true. So they would have been on if Everton had won them in 21 points. Yeah, it would have been pretty much done and dusted, wouldn't it? I think you would have thought so. But Everton didn't have the decency to do it. I think that's why it felt so tense today because we kind of said on the pod earlier in the week that we were kind of expecting us to drop points just because it feels like that kind of season where it's going to drag on and on and on. Mm. So then seeing Everton win before we kicked off and seeing how we were playing, it felt like, oh, right, it's going to be one of these days, is it? Cool. Have we figured out what the new song is yet, by the way? Because we, we have a, an American tweeter who, uh, I think the tongue may be firmly in cheek here, saying, American here, uh, what is the new chant that our franchise's fans were singing at today's <laughs> soccer game? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't work it out is it, Was it Rodrigo? It sounded like to me. Yeah, I'm not sure if Pav is that, and then there's another bit. I, I don't know. It's only quite good anyway. Maybe he's, uh, he's earned himself a new song now, because he's suddenly become a footballer. Well, I, I didn't think he was playing very well today, actually, for the most part, but then he did score. So The way he got onto that pass from the defender, <laughs> stuck it perfectly. <laughs> Two assists by the Watford centre-half. Yeah, I mean, that was a the pass-through was not very good, was it? And then Watford, one defender made a, a shit job of clearing it. The other defender, Morris, unless it had it kicked at him, and then they fucked it up, and Foster was just stranded when he should really be retired anyway, because what's he doing? Foster. Foster. He played against us in the... In- internet put is a vlogger, isn't he? He played against us in the... <laughs> Blackwell playoff final. Did he? Yeah, he, sh- he shouldn't still be playing, should he? Mm. Should be illegal. He should. They should recruit um, a regen like the rest of the Watford players. I know we're dead happy with the result. So, what do we have to say about the style of it and the performance? It was. It wasn't comfortable, was it? <laughs> it was but, a style. It, well, it was. It was just. It was shapeless, wasn't it? For a, a lot of it, there was, the conceding of possession is is something we're going to have to get used to. And I know we'll probably retain better possession when the tactics have had time to bed in, and maybe we've got some more players who can play the system or whatever. It just. It was hard to watch, wasn't it? Just seeing us, us lose it, them lose it, us lose it, but them lose it. I mean, with about five minutes to go, I looked at the passing stats and Luke Aylins was under 50%. Completion. Yeah. Right. And I don't think, it's not, I, mean, I don't know if that's him playing terribly or just what they're being asked because I've also noted down these seven Leeds players I've got noted down who all had a pass completion rate of 60% or under, which mm. is incredibly low, I think. Across, across both teams, we had 67%, they had 64%. So that's essentially like... It, one in three passes, one in four passes goes <laughs> is going straight to the opposition, and it did feel like that. Look to compare against other stats today, like Southampton have been absolutely dicked, and they had seventy five percent pass completion. So really? it was it was really scrappy. And to use the um, the no control again of Steve Nichol, there was no control. There wasn't. I mean, Marsh said in the build up that they're a team that don't like the ball. So it, I don't know if he was just trying to let them have the ball by well, us being well, terrible. That's trying to it, trick him. It? I, mean, yeah. I mean, it was one of the genuine questions we, we raised in the build-up to this. How do the two styles match up? Because we seem to be a side that's aiming at least towards that style of football where we do it on, tra- you know, on the break in transition or whatever. 
So, did anybody actually want it today? You don't want the ball, but I'm going to give you the ball. Yeah. See how you like that. Have it. Smoke all the cigarettes. Or does that <laughs> the same thing? I don't know. It, it didn't work anyway, and it was horrible to watch. I didn't think the midfield worked at all. We didn't really have one, did we? With, I mean, Cliff with, on his own with Cock. Yeah, I, I've never really liked Cock in there, I have to say. He's never... He's... Now. Um, I just don't think he works. He's he, he seems to want an extra touch compared to most midfielders. He's, yeah. he's reasonable at the defensive side of stuff, but I don't know, his awareness of what's around him doesn't always seem great. Mm, that have a, a centre-half rather than a Well, exactly. Midfielder. Someone used to playing with everything in front of him, and then when he's, when he's asked to you know, do more of a 360 job, he seems to struggle with it a bit. Nice to see Greenwood coming into a bit mm. of form, because he, it, it felt to me under Bielsa anyway that he was kind of just drifting away and you thought well he'll probably he'll, he might go in the summer and they look to get somebody else or mm. he just stays in the 23s for a bit and gradually fades away but suddenly he's like played himself into contention seems that Marsh likes him Marsh seems to love him he, he keeps talking about him um, it was interesting for him to come on as well and to play number 10 and Rodrigo move up front um, and yeah Greenwood had a few nice touches and it was nice to see Somerville as well come on because um, it feels like he's deserved a chance for a little while now mm. And he looked, both of them looked all right. He had a moment, yeah. didn't he, did Somerville, actually, when he broke down the mm. right there towards the end. Uh, managed to sort of swivel yeah. and, and fall over and burn. Green got the assist as well, didn't he, for Jackie's? Yeah. yeah. Jackie's, it was his It was his ball it, through. It did feel like the second goal completely made Watford give up because yeah. there was just so much space by that point. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a nice pass. And it was a beautiful finish from Harrison, I think, mm. compared Consider- to the rest of the game. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I just had to open the Sky Sports app and just check the minutes for the goal because we were basically, we were in front there for 70 minutes of that game. It didn't feel like it, did it? <laughs> Not really, no. But we've, we've not even talked about the first goal. Well, really. let's let's go back and let's talk about the goals because that's kind of why we're here. I suppose so, yeah. Because well, the, the match ball, <laughs> if you are new to it, hello, welcome, um, is just immediate reaction, shooting from the hip, um, some some hastily scribbled notes, mm. like a serial killer in his uh, in his diaries. Um, yeah, 1-0, 21 minutes, Rafinha. Nice finish, that one. He did well. It's a good player, isn't he? He is. He always <laughs> felt like, for all of, there was some frustration about him maybe not being as good as he could be and maybe not trying as much and he had a bit of a sulk on towards the end of Bielsa, he can still do stuff like that and so it's worth keeping him on. Needs to uh, practice his celebrations though, doesn't he? Didn't he hurt his knees there going mm. through a little slide? And we had uh, the mention on when he was, his name was mentioned in commentary as well when he was he was obviously watching the feed and he had the headphones on towards the end and he, and he gives obviously a grin and a thumb up or whatever. Yeah. And the, it was was he ed- watching a little telly at that point? I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was, if he was plugged in and if the, the subs have got a, a TV down there, I wasn't sure because he seemed to know and was giving a thumbs up for camera and stuff. He so. must have been watching it, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't see the little telly, could you? No. No, but he, he, he was having a nice time then. Um, Rodrigo, 73 minutes. That was the, the one-two with the, mm. <laughs> the Watford centre-halves. And then Jackie, Thunder Bastard. Where do you want to start? Let's talk about him. Come on. The build-up to Rafa's goal was kind of mad and just pinball and it mm. felt him on the edge of the box it was again great finish kind of like a, almost a free kick from the edge of the box but in open play um, and yeah thank god it fell to him because we really needed someone to do something like that yeah it was a, it, it was a clever finish as well it looked like he was going to put it to the other side and then he, he whipped it in at Foster's near past well, that old near, man near-ish post anyway from where he was stood um, but yeah we didn't did we create anything else? We didn't really get a grip of that half. first half, did we, even still? The XG at halftime was 0.23 to Watford versus 0.28 to Leeds. So, yeah, it weren't mm. a great first half either way. I mean, the the, um, the commentator kept talking as if we had this brilliant, calm, defensive performance <laughs> because Melier didn't have a save to make, but that was has more any, because... Has anybody seen Diego Urente? Yeah, that was more because Watford kept shooting over or wide, mm. which helped a lot. And there was the free kick that we all thought had gone in as well. Yeah, but I mean, it was nice that they had a player called Loser. So yes, fit right in. It was. It would have been doubly um, punishing as well with that one because it was Click who didn't actually foul. Um, what was his name? Kutska. 
mm-hmm. the edge of the box. And then... God, he was annoying early doors, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah he, so he'd gone down and I thought, Bob's going to make a return here because <laughs> he's giving away... He's clicked now, giving away this on the edge of the box. And Bob, Bob, Bob comes back, I told you so. Bob reactivates his account. <laughs> says to come back. Uh, but yeah, that would it would have been unfair had that gone in. But I mean, they, they it was just a really shit first half. Most of the game was just a really low standard. It was very, very low quality. Yeah, very low quality. But no, no one was putting passes together. It was very difficult to watch. It felt very. We said it against Southampton, didn't we? It felt kind of championshipy in the the pinball nature of it. And we don't look like we've got a great lot of ideas. To be honest, it seems to be mm. either play the ball into the feet of one of the forwards who's coming short, and then the rest of the time it's kind of knock it long behind the defenders. And a lot of the times when you've got Dan James up front, a defender just heads it over him, basically. Mm. Mm. But then we've won three mm. and drawn one of the last four games, haven't maybe we? Maybe this is what you need to do. I don't know, maybe maybe, maybe that this world's just too... Uh, maybe Marcelo Bielsa is just too good for this world and his football is too beautiful. Mm, too pure, too pure. Possibly. And you need to be son of a bitches. Son, sons of bitches. Sons of bitches, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I, I don't think it's necessarily sustainable to keep playing like this. But, it, but prob- it doesn't. It probably is though, isn't it? it? I mean, I not against good teams. A good team would have really beaten us quite badly today. But it, it, but you look at the teams that are in the middle. About the sort of everybody seems to play like on the break, and it's just about being good enough to beat enough teams to get into that middle group, isn't it? And it, it might not be pretty, but this is this is the Premier League. I mean, I mean you, there's so many low quality matches. You do look at Southampton, who kind of stay up comfortably every year, mm. and I mean they were going for the nine 0 today, weren't they? Mm. Um, and you think. Right, that's that's what the Premier League is, isn't it? You sort of win enough games and then stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and looking at the table now, you know, finished ninth last year. It was a brilliant season. That's uh, it's what, four points off that Jeez. now. We're How four, we? four points off ninth. It, it's just all compact. Ninth, we've got th- oh, yeah. from Crystal Palace on thirty-seven. They're down to us on thirty-three. So that's ninth to sixteenth covered. We're almost in that middle group, aren't we? Almost, almost. We just need to cut off the bottom. If if Norwich could just do us a favour tomorrow, that'd be a dream. Yeah, because the or even a draw. Yeah, because you it Burnley are at the point now where they need to they need to beat Norwich because Norwich are the worst team for two seasons in the Premier League. They've yeah. managed to, they've managed to do it two on the bounce, haven't they? When they've they've come up, so and they're down. So they, there's no point in them. Just have no, a nice time. No, have no a point, nice time. There's no point in them like meekly going down. Is it? They no. might as well. Cause a bit of chaos. Blaze of glory. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Injure some players. Something. Just do something, Norwich, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Do something that's interesting in your lives. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? We're only a point off Newcastle, three off Southampton, three off Villa. Yeah, level with Brentford now. That's crackers. So the table looks fine. It's weird. I think I, I think <laughs> events of this week with Burnley beating Everton and then Everton beating Scum, it makes it feel somehow worse than it actually is. Because actually, you look at it and it looks really comfortable. Mm. In in previous seasons, if I was a a you know a, a fan of someone else, I would be saying Leeds look safe now. Yeah, but I don't feel safe. And even Roy mm. Hodgson was saying in the build up to this, wasn't he? Like his pre match um, press conference, he was saying that Leeds have basically pulled away from the relegation zone now and probably look like they're going to be fine. So that's good for them. Mm. But, but why, do, why do I feel so terrified? <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm the same. I think it's just the nature of things at this end of the table, isn't it? That even though you, you run out 3-0 winners and ultimately it's because they're terrible and we've got enough within us to, to force those goals out of them or whatever mm. whatever it might be. And eight wins. I mean, like, looking up the table, Brighton have still only got eight wins and they've gone to Arsenal and won today. It's just, it's very strange, isn't it? That being in that set of clubs that's not competing for Europe, but is just below. Mm. It's all just much of a muchness. You just need to be, 
it goes to show, doesn't it, like how dropping those points against the likes of Newcastle twice this season, if we'd had both those games, for example, go the way they probably should have done, yeah, we'd be right up there now. We'd be looking at mm. nothing like danger. It's strange. I was thinking the other day, you only have to, you don't have to change much or you don't have to change many big things for this season to be very, very different. Yeah. But yeah. as things stand, I really can't wait for it to be over now. It just feels like it's been long and stressful. Ten, ten more games of either Bamford or Phillips. Mm. And we're probably safe by now. We, you, yeah. It's hard to think that 10 games of either of them wouldn't have got us one more win from somewhere. Yeah, because if, if, if we score against, going back to Newcastle, if we score against Newcastle when we've got the chances, mm. it's different, isn't it? It's just a completely different complexion to the season. That's mad, isn't it? Even Cooper as well. I thought he was good again today. Mm. And just having a, a calm, well, maybe he's not always calm. <laughs> we never thought, we didn't <laughs> think he was calm before. Yeah, but now we've seen him next to Urente, he looks incredibly cool. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Need to say hi to James, by the way. James is at 35,000 feet somewhere over the Atlantic on his way to New York and paid £20 for the in-flight Wi-Fi to watch a glitchy stream and catch the match ball. Shit performance, but that's just the in-flight Wi-Fi. Hey. I don't, I don't go on flights with the in, with Wi-Fi. No. That's, very, that's very fancy. Ostentatious <laughs> is that, isn't it? Uh, we've had a tweet, actually, from um, Lorenzo Salas, who's saying, y'all going to stop treating Jesse unfairly. I don't think we're treating him unfairly, are we? Um, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, just, I'm still waiting to find out what it is yeah, that he I'm, does. I'm waiting to be impressed. I yeah, think. which is the very, very entitled of you, Rob. <laughs> the results are impressive. Yeah. You've got to say, we've... We drag, drag the wins out, and maybe that's what we need to learn as fans. When he's, when he's talking about like the hundred to seventy stuff, I mm. mean, like it isn't as pretty as we saw under uh, Bielsa, is it? There's, but, been, there's been a fair degree of chaos in all of them. Is mm, the thing mm. like the Norwich last minute, Wolves last minute, and a red card, and the, the football league, uh, Premier League, FA, FIFA conspiracy against yeah. Wolves, uh, which Matt Letizia obviously will will agree with. And then today felt he felt like a game that we we were 
going to probably drop points in at several points, at several bits of that second half. But isn't, isn't that just the nature of the Premier League, though? Isn't you know, like they, they say, there are no easy games. We made it look easy in the end because they couldn't finish and I, we took our chances. But I think there is a bit of having to get used to seeing what normal competitive football looks like because under Bielsa it was so wild and especially towards the end of Bielsa where every half time would be 2-0 down already be having to make two or three changes mm-hmm. and it just everything was sort of us chasing it or teams blitzing us in the space of 10 minutes and yet sorry to interrupt I was going to say and yet in those games you still see all those bright things don't you mm-hmm. like that you want to see like Leeds occasionally looking dangerous creating chances and missing them so I think that's what's confusing it's that it's not that we weren't creating any chances and looking completely terrible we were just looking massively porous weren't we yeah because it was like Marsh's first game against Leicester I was like oh yeah this is kind of what football looks like is mm. it where you've got two teams kind of you know each having kind of having balancing each other out but we, we hadn't had that for so long it, it's kind of weird to adjust to it again mm. and I mean the people in the comments on YouTube stream as well which we're doing this for our, our TSB plus members all sort of saying like you know look 10 points from four as Richard says Wilco would call that title form. It's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, what's that? Two and a half points a game. Yeah. It's been it's been either not pretty or absolute chaos. But, but they all count. Well, the ends justifies the means, doesn't it? That's the point I'm kind of making is that it, it will it will be a justified move, and we will have to say they did it right if we stay up. And looks and increasingly also, likely saying it's not it's not that pretty and it keeps us up. Burnley have done it forever. They've yeah. never they've never once stayed up playing anything vaguely resembling good football, but they've always stayed up. Yeah, maybe not this time, hopefully. But you know, it's 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 all right to do it sometimes. the uh, the fun The fun of Bielsa was obviously a different a different kind of thing altogether. But equally, it was getting us battered every week for mm. for quite a while. And it, and it wasn't it hadn't clicked for a while. I mean, we always end up talking about Bielsa, don't we? Which is Probably not particularly yeah, but, productive, but he's the frame of reference for this season, isn't he? he yeah, you know, because and Jesse Marsh has acknowledged it. You know, like how they're, you know, he's he's coming into out of his shadow. Sorry, he's emerging mm. from Bielsa's shadow, which is fair enough. You know, fair enough of him to own, own that as well. But the the better Bielsa stuff has not been recently, either from an attacking or a defensive point of view, has it? It's all there's. I don't think there's been vintage performances this season at all. No, so. A change of style, I guess, is justified from that. Yeah, we're, so I was saying we're grinding, we're grinding mm. now at the minute, aren't we? which is fair enough. Marsh's job when he was brought in was to keep us up, and mm. it didn't really matter how. And it, you know, touch wood, we are going that way. Mm. So next season, I guess it will be more his team, and his style of play should have bedded in a little bit more. So I guess judge it more then. And yeah. Kyle's in the comments as well saying. Bielsa's beautiful football seemed to divorce the way that you felt about it from the results in a way. It's right. We were living up to a sort of a, a mm. pure idealism, weren't we, about the style of football? And then you go, oh, but we've just lost 4-0 again. And it looked terrible when we lost 4-0, mm. but it was nice in places. Um, and Louis is saying, those moments today when we lost the ball, uh, but we then didn't have six players out of position, that can't be underestimated as well. And it yeah. might not be as pretty. And I think there was, a, there was a point, was it in the first half, I think maybe, Michael, where we were talking about that? It might have been quite early in the game, actually, when we said, actually, even when we're conceding the ball and losing possession, you don't suddenly shit your pants because we've lost it in um, around the halfway line or something. You think, oh God, this is it. We're in trouble now because you just see them all dropping back in and regaining their shape. Yeah. When we lose it now, we tend to have two centre-backs and two full-backs in the right positions, in, in full-back and centre-back positions, whereas occasionally under Bielsa, both full-backs would already be like level with the wingers and it meant that you had you had three of their players and two centre-backs split and it was the pain of watching someone run through the middle of an empty field into into a, an acre of space behind. So it it's it's good in a way, isn't it? Yeah, and, and Colin said it's true. It's like 
treating Marsh like he's your stepdad because you refuse to call him dad because the, <laughs> the divorce is happening. It's true. It is. It's gonna. It's all just gonna take um, time to get used to. And ultimately, I'm liking the results at the minute, even if the football is different to what we used to. And really, when he came in, I think I was pretty much advocating just keep it keep it simple and rely on the fact we've got some good attacking players to get us out of to get us out of this position and Rafinha and Rodrigo scoring goals that's kind of what it is mm. that was that was essentially what I was advocating with with Bamford thrown in as well obviously he's now now out of it but um yeah when you look at our our attacking players they are better than like Burnley and Watford don't have anyone even vaguely of the level of Rafinha mm. so just give him the ball yes <laughs> give it give it to the good players yeah very much so I'm just looking at the comments that are coming through in the uh, in the post-match um, press conference. Uh, Marsh, using the phrase emerge, says he saw the side emerge today in what was a difficult moment away from home in a poor quality game and the confidence is starting to to shine through. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's going to start to you know raise confidence in the system. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I'm messing with the cables there because uh, your camera's going off flickery. Yeah, anyway. There, there was a moment in the second half where there was a Watford centre-half not being pressured and Marsh was on the touchline just absolutely screaming just pointing at him going why is no one there but mm. um, yeah we get in there aren't they I mean it's two games in a row now he said that was kind of a poor quality game and you think well, can we have some better quality games <laughs> I I, maybe I'm being entitled I don't know but if that's the future it's um, it's yeah just str- struggling at the bottom of the Premier League you think oh right but the point is that this is this future brings us up towards the middle and we can just be mediocre for a bit I think which I'd be fine with this because this season's been hideous I mean the stress connected to that game today awful mm. and, and I didn't enjoy it I mean I did tweet again tongue in cheek about going to watch the human centipede as a bit of like relief for that and would have quite willingly been the middle one mm. um, <laughs> instead of watching that at 1-0 yeah, I, I like it. In, in fairness, it, it kind of worked out because I likened it to like a, a rail replacement service and, in, and it did essentially get us there but not with the kind of style or comfort you were maybe hoping for it's just like oh god why is this happening it's like unfair that. But yeah, it, it's fine. We need to get get this season over and done with, and then have a reset, don't we, over summer, and let everyone let everything calm down a bit. Because you know we have been on like a, a a bit of a war footing. It feels like it's like no, this is just a thing we need to get. This is like a panic situation. Yeah. We need to get some wins somehow, and wins get you out of it so quickly. I mean, three, three points are massive when you consider that three points today has got us, you know, um, well, sort of ten, nine, nine or ten percent of our season total. You know, in one game, it's, it's, that's how vital it is to get the wins on the board, isn't it? And that's what we did well last year. I'm um, just going to back to Jesse Marsh's comments. He's saying it, he's acknowledging it, wants him to play with more quality, but knew it would be a game today that would lack it. Need to find more moments where we can cleanly and calmly make forward actions. Yeah, I'll have some of them. <laughs> how, are you, how are your forward actions looking? All right, they're fine in the main. Better than we were for a lot of that game. Are you, are you going front or back centipede, by the way? You two. You can fight. You can fight it out. I mean, if I can have the front, I'll. Uh, yeah, I'll take that say. Bags it. It's, <laughs> it's not really it's not really much of a, a choice is it mind you that if I was at the front it'd be like this podcast wouldn't it dragging the two of you behind me etc like a burden uh, anyway um, we haven't got any games for ages now have we no no which is good yeah Calvin fit I think Calvin needs to be in for the next game and hopefully just midfield in midfield I wasn't I was hoping when Calvin came on it was going to be for cock actually because I thought we needed some more midfielders in there rather than um, centre half centre halves Hopefully, with the next game, for sure. We we don't think for sure is badly injured, do we? I don't think. Does anyone know? No, it's just a knock. I think was the suggestion. So there's not yeah. been any talk of 
of him being out for weeks or having operations or anything that he normally gets. So. There's, there's been a few games recently where it's been said he's not been able to train every day in the build-up. Um, so he he's mentioned it, yes. Yeah, so slight calf issue, uh, but we'll be fine for Palace. Um, okay. He's talking about um, Melier and Klassen as well, saying that Melier is still feeling the effects of um, being, well, that near-death experience with Jimenez. Mm. Um, still struggling with the bruise into his leg, suffered against Wolves, but he spoke to both keepers today to talk about the situation and recognises that they need rhythm. Um, and really pleased with his display. So, you know. Melee did quite well on, on a few occasions today, actually. There were a couple of corners that were, that were well, they were on target, more or less. They were, I think they would have gone straight in, and he was under a lot mm. of pressure from people as well, and he, he handled it well. There was a very good save from a one-on-one as well, which it was flagged mm. offside in the end, but it was the line I was doing the stupid, yeah. not putting the flag up. Even though it was like a yard off, mm. full yard offside that everyone could see, even, even from the TV angle that we were watching, we were like, he's yeah. offside, surely. That's not good from a stress point of view either, is it? <laughs> there's just no need for it. It's so annoying. Yeah. I can understand that if it's a really tight call and it's something in, like scrappy in the box, they might not want to put the flag up straight away. But something like that, it's just like, I, th- I think it's just making officials second guess themselves and being like, well, I'll let it run and see what happens. But, you know, if, if he goes through and Melia ends up breaking his leg <laughs> as a result of it, which would seem kind of the way it looks been going this season. It wouldn't have been great, but yeah, six, he, he did um, pretty well. Six weeks to go, lads. How do you feel about it now? Just, just want it to end. Just darkness to come. Just want it to end. I mean, who knows? We could be, we could be playing Palace, competing for ninth by the time we get, <laughs> by the time we get round well, to playing. As it. just Foxy has said in the comments, we're four points off the top ten. That's one it's way to look at it, isn't it? Part, part of us going to be annoyed if we finish top half now. <laughs> We've been through all this stress, and it's like, oh, you yeah. finished eighth. What's wrong? Yeah, <laughs> we actually beat last season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh God, that yeah it is. It is weird that ninth is so close. It's just it's a very um, it's a very split division this it's year. Shit league, isn't it? Yeah, I, f- I get the feeling about forty six points will probably be enough to finish ninth this year. Whereas we got about did we have fifty seven points last year or something daft? It was a lot anyway, and still finished there. So yeah, let's. Um, are you are you suggesting we should keep it interesting? I mean, can we just end it? Don't like, win it. Not like a points per game. Try not. Of, uh, try not winning again until. Uh, Till Brentford or something, yeah, yeah. to see how it goes. Well, it's the last home game because Brighton. there is a possibility that might happen. <laughs> mm. I mean, going to Palace in truth, is, it, I know it's absolutely miles off, but we could get something there, couldn't we? It's not, it's not beyond the, the, the realms of possibility. I know they're having a great season. Everyone keeps saying, and and they are doing, they're doing better than I expected, and yeah. they've, they're obviously got doing well in the FA Cup as well. But they're not many points ahead of us, so they can't be all that much better than us. I don't think that. But this is the thing: is you spend you know twenty five million on a footballer, and you have to get sort of two or three of them in your side in order to bump yourself up five places in the league. You I know, would say they've got loads in the shit. <laughs> but you know, you look at what Palace, where Palace have invested and you look at their squad and there's some good players in there, but you won't say there's, there's loads of them that are like, you know, top four quality or anything like that, would you? They've, they've yeah. just recruited really well with like, you know, Elise and Eze and stuff like that. There's plenty of flair and attacking players in there. And I, th- I do wonder if maybe that's part of it. You're just having enough decent players to bring off the bench to, to change games um, and maybe where hopefully they will look to address it this summer with Leeds. Just get a bit more in the way of personnel in there. Three three very young centre-backs on the bench. Seems to be, <laughs> it's been the way for a lot of the season. The uh, commentator actually said he described Leeds as having children on the bench. And then he went, uh, y- like young young players. He corrected himself. <laughs> no, you're it's right with nice. children. We've had Archie Gray on the bench. <laughs> yeah, an, an actual actual child. Well, there you go. I mean, Pope has just tweeted saying that Marsha said Leeds are not safe yet. Still a relegation battle. Uh, but today was a massive win and an important step. Fought unbeaten for the first time since the end of last season. Wow, yeah, yeah. Beating Watford as well, it, it does, it does pretty much kill them off, which is nice. It's just about bumping teams off one at a time, isn't it? Mm. It was like beating Norwich felt like okay, we can probably probably be safe from them now because they they now need a ridiculous run of wins, and Watford would probably need their best ever 
Premier League run now to, to catch us. So, and we're all we're also sort of getting into that territory for all of the bottom teams, aren't we now? Mm. So, nearly but not quite. But um, yeah, again, we'll welcome the break now until until Palace comes around. Um, but if today feels like a, an important and a good day, I think doesn't it? In yeah. the end, in the end, <laughs> yes, in the end. But we could do without the stress. And Burnley will have played uh, a couple more times, won't they? By the time we next play, so I think. Do you know what the best way to? We'll wrap the show up in just a second. But the um, I've got to finish on the tweet that we've just received from um, from Daniel, who's in uh, a heart rate monitor in A and E at the minute. Don't know why Daniel's in A and E. Best wishes if you catch up with this. I don't know if Daniel is actually listening, but uh, as just said, I'm on a heart rate monitor in A&E and had to tell them I'm a Leeds fan as it kept going off. Obviously, they understood. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for watching. If you've been on the live stream or watching it afterwards, thank you for listening as well. We will return. Propaganda might be fun. Maybe not so much the Watford lot. They're going to be fairly miserable, which is always good. It's good to indulge in misery, mm. but I think we've obviously Man United lost. To Everton. They'll, be, they'll be angry at Everton stuff from earlier in the week as well, no doubt. So. Excellent. Looking forward to that. Uh, so we'll return with Propaganda on Tuesday and the main show on Wednesday and we will speak to you then. See you in a bit. The Match Ball. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.